Guys, welcome back and thank you for being so patient with me. It's been since June. I hope you guys are tuning in. I've actually had many people come uh, text me or direct message me saying that they want to be on the podcast, but I have not found enough time in the day to sit down and conduct these interviews. Hopefully soon we will get some of these people on here and you guys will learn more about more about putting yourself in other people's shoes and see what they're going through. And we tend to think about things in a selfish manner of just putting ourselves in our own shoes, thinking that nobody else is going through these same issues. So hopefully in the next month, this will definitely happen and you guys will definitely hear from me and other people interviewed on this show. So since this month we celebrate Halloween here in the United States, it is a holiday where everybody dresses up as, well, it's turned more into a commercial industry where people just dress up as their favorite superheroes and the adults sometimes dress in scary costumes. But the origin was to scare ghouls and ghosts and bad spirits away. This was back in the day and it turned into this Hallmark holiday now. But since this is the case, we're going to stick to serial killers, psychopaths. Now, one common thing that they found with these murderers and psychopaths and people that just go out and start killing everybody is they link it to childhood trauma. They were either assaulted when they were younger, either being molested or beaten half to death, or they had a near-death experience. Now, not everybody that had any of these things turned into a, uh, a murderer or a mass murderer or just a psychotic person but the majority that are had a very traumatic childhood one quick one quick example of this would be Charles Manson when he was younger he was assaulted in the juvenile prison that he went to or the boys camp whatever it was he was assaulted there and then he was made to be dressed as a girl so they put him in a dress and this was his uncle so this is very humiliating so at a very uh, young age and that was stuck to you and he ended up killing that uncle actually even at birth, his mother gave him the name No Name. That was his first name, No Name. And he took uh, the last name of his mother, of course. Now, think about being born and having that as your first name. And that would be on your birth certificate until you were probably like eight or nine, or whatever the, whatever the age was. But certainly having that type of childhood uh, would be no good. You already started on the wrong foot. Especially having a mom that really didn't like you. And didn't take care of you and just didn't have a good foundation for you. Definitely mess with your head. Now, not all killers had these traumatic instances when they were younger. These traumatic instances can happen when you're older as well. This happens in a relationship where the guy and a girl are together living together and let's say the woman decides to cheat on him or he decides to cheat on her this will cause a rush of emotions going through you and 
someone goes in the kitchen, grabs a knife, and they end up stabbing somebody. Or vice versa. The, the woman goes into the car and finds another woman there with her husband. They were making out. She pulls out a pocket knife and just slits the woman's throat. Whatever the instance is, is these emotions take over our body and we end up killing somebody, especially if we don't know how to control them. I'm not saying what I'm saying is that everybody is capable of murder, but our morals is what stops us, or our common sense, or we don't let our emotions take over us in moments like these. We come to a point in our society where we understand that murder is bad. Not too long ago, we were chopping people's heads off and hanging people from trees, and it was a very, uh, it was a daily thing that we'd were we would run into. You can still find you can still find these these types of murders uh, if you go down to Mexico on a daily uh, in certain places in Mexico. You can find people that are hung by by bridges and they have signs on them but it's typically in what type of business you're in if you're in the drug business this is what will happen to you and I feel like this is also caused by an altered mind if you're on meth or cocaine stuff that just alters the mind and just makes it really foggy to think straight not fearing death would probably want to be would want to would be one of the side effects of methamphetamine or uh, cocaine now, not too long ago, we did see all these killings, and it was very normal for somebody to walk out and be pointed at, and you know, like the witch trials, and you would go on some stakes, and you would be burned alive, and it was very normal for people to kill. Nowadays, we're actually fighting in the prisons uh, to take away, we take away and we bring back the lethal injection, and we had the electric chair not so long ago. And we just found that it was very, well, not in our morals to be killing people. Who are we to decide who lives and who dies? But then again, again, who are the people that are killing everybody to decide who lives and who dies? Now, as far as believing that killing is against the human emotion, ending somebody's life is going to bring you lifelong pain. You can see this in the military as far as PTSD. When troops come back, they're traumatized of what either what they saw or what they did. And it's typically of something they did and that they regret. This is why we have so many programs where you come back and they'll work with you, but they'll give you meds and they'll sedate you so you can live with that regret or pain that you have. And this eventually will lead to depression, and this is why we have a suicide rate uh, skyrocketing through the roof from people that are coming back and saw things that the human mind uh, typically hasn't seen in a couple of years. This is why it's becoming more popular of taking certain drugs to relive moments in your past so you can see exactly what's going on and you can get the emotions out of the way because when you're in a fight or flight deal or you run away either or 
your emotions get bottled up and your memory gets fogged and you don't know exactly what happened. We can go back to when my brother passed away. If I would take these drugs, it would take me back exactly to that day and I would be able to relive it and I could see that it was either it wasn't my fault or that there was nothing I could do. There's a reason why these drugs are becoming more popular and it's they're illegal here in the United States, but you're able to go there and it's a psychedelic, you take it and they'll be able to place it into that traumatic event that you've been working to get out of for your entire life. Now there are downsides to drugs. I feel like all the pharmaceutical, most pharmaceutical are there to compress either the memory or the issue as some of these other natural drug psychedelics are there to reveal the issue and face it head on. Now, as far as research goes, it varies on every person. You could uh, take either shrooms or ayahuasca and it could totally mess you up or it could totally help you. And you can take these pharmaceutical drugs and you can be on them for three months and they'll you'll be good after that or you could be on them for the rest of your life either or it's up to everybody just do your own research see how you how do you react to different every different drug some evidence of this um, that drugs are typically not the best thing to do as far as antidepressants the rise of antidepressants gave a rise to mass shootings and other violent incidents. They all started getting reported and numerous occasions, the shooters, for instance, the shooters were on antidepressants. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold killed 12 students and a teacher at Columbine. Eric's Eric was the one on Luvox, which is an, was an antidepressant at the time. Also, the Virginia Tech shooter killed 32 people, and he was on antidepressant while withdrawing from Prozac. Kip Kinkle murdered his mother and stepmother. He then shot uh, 22 classmates and killed two. He wounded, five at his he wounded five at his high school, and he was on Effexor, also an antidepressant. Then James Holmes opened fire in a Colorado movie theater. The guy that was dressed in Batman or Joker. And he wanted 58. He was under the care of a psychiatrist, but no information has been released as to what drug he must have been on. Psychiatrists generally will tell you that these people were mentally ill and they weren't treated in time or didn't get enough help to prevent the tragedy. So as we saw that he pleaded insanity, I believe, but it's these drugs that trigger this. It's either everybody's taking them and it's a higher percentage of people committing these crimes or it's a low percent of people taking these and everybody's doing it under these drugs. So in a study of uh, 31 drugs that are disproportionately linked to reports of violence towards others, five of the top 10 are antidepressants. These are Prozac, Paxil, Lovox, Exophor, and Pristic. Two other drugs that are for treating ADHD are also in the top 10, which means these are being given to children who could then become violent. So kids that have ADHD and 
some of the drugs they're giving to them, they are prone to be violent. Maybe this is why we see an increase of kids with ADHD tend to be more physical with other kids. There could be a link or maybe it's just something that someone with ADHD might have. Like I said, not all serial killers or people that think about killing grew up with childhood trauma, but there is a link on these mass murders before these antidepressants to have a link to them for them to evolve into killers. Now, on focus on antidepressants, a lot of these newer killers are on these antidepressants. So while they're curing their depression, they're fighting, they're getting that void that they're missing, their purpose probably by killing people. Now, if you're worried and you're taking antidepressants now, I suggest just go to your doctor and have a regular checkup. And once you do that, uh, check what you're eating and go back to your what your intake is and what you need and see how your body starts reacting to different foods me myself I cut out breads and grains and just my the clarity of what I think and my just my cognitive uh, recollection of words really started changing once I cut out wheat and sugar feel more aware as if I took like two cups of coffee but I didn't and I don't have all that extra not needed energy that would be anxiety. That would be one thing, maybe. Your diet has a lot to do with the way you feel. So that could be one thing that you can look into. But I'm not a doctor, so that's just something that you can do where you don't need a, a doctor to, to test out. You can still be on your pills, but try to check out what, what you're intaking and how you react to certain foods. So that, that will conclude our first part of this Halloween special podcast. I know we didn't really get into uh, serial killers and psychos and all this, but uh, and I tried uh, for this one. But I'm going to try to squeeze in four more on this one, and we'll actually go into detail each one i know there's podcasts out there that already go into detail on each serial killer so maybe we can try a different approach on these guys but thank you guys for listening to my podcast hopefully you guys liked it i know it's only about 15 14 15 minutes long so the next one we'll try to go in detail and i will bring a friend that is actually very knowledgeable on this topic Thank you guys for listening. Please make sure to follow me and leave a voicemail message so you guys can be on the next podcast. Thank you.